0: Thank you. top billing. <laughs> That's top.
1: That was really nice. That was I, I really uh, liked I like it. That one. Yes. Can you tell I'm different?
0: I can. What's going on? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? You get
1: what I am now the real dill.
0: Now, I thought you yeah. were before. No. No, but now I'm confused.
1: I, I don't want to sound boastful. We
0: haven't.
1: But I am the real deal. Yeah. Do you, are you asking me to tell the whole story?
0: Yeah I mean, what tells the whole story
1: <laughs> Since you, you insist,
2: you?
1: I'm going to tell the whole story. Okay. So when I was younger, uh-huh. a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I went on an experience to learn the science of fishing. Do you remember that?
0: I do. I think yeah. I was Yeah, I went down to Lake... A couple weeks ago. That's my story. Oh. <laughs> I went down
1: to Lake Como and uh-huh. I found a great inventioneer. I met a guy that invented Ooh. the plum stupid fishing lure.
2: <laughs> you
0: sure did.
1: Plum do you remember that? I do. Yeah. You don't? I don't. Okay, <laughs> let's let's look at the clip from a couple weeks ago, can't we? Uh-huh. All right, this little clip. This is the first one that I created, the first paint pattern. Oh, look how pretty that is. And that one's called the wow. Plum Stupid. Plum Stupid. So it? <laughs> I, I named it. I was uh, the story behind it was one night we me and some buddies were going night fishing, and I didn't have enough lures, uh-huh. so. I went to the house real quick the few hours I had left before we
3: were going to go fishing and I painted up a few of the ones that I wanted and I I'd been wanting to try something that was purple and black and had some gold and you know some iridescent layers in it it's beautiful and so I painted up one real quick and I didn't put clear coat or I didn't even put eyeballs on them I just threw the hooks on and we (laughs)
1: took them fishing well that night that lure caught so many fish that they actually ripped the paint job off of it, and I oh said, "That's goodness. just stupid. How good that works!" <laughs> that's <laughs> so. so that's how Plum. Plum yeah, is the is purple. And stupid is purple, so it's yeah, that's, that's how well it works. Stupid stupid yeah. Came to be. So now do you remember? I do finally. Yeah, that's everyone. Blake.
0: Yeah, that's Blake Wilson. Yes. Right? Thank you. <laughs> that was Blake Wilson. Yes,
1: and he's the inventor. Yes. And. He calls it plumb stupid because it's just stupid how many fish it caught. Uh, that's right? what I heard. And I got thinking about that, and I thought, you know, I claim a lot of things too, but I want some proof. Does this thing really work? Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that there was another Episode of learning that I could do down in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: that so episode. I went
1: down there this weekend uh-huh. and I said, Blake, I want to know whether or not this thing works. And he said it works best at night. So I said, okay, I'm available at night. <laughs> so 8, 8 p.m. last Saturday night, we got in his boat, went charging up the river. You were there. You should remember this.
0: I was there. It's not my story. Anyway, (laughs) so we went
1: up up the river, and uh, then we put Plum Stupid on my fishing pole, and I started fishing. And I caught the biggest rainbow trout I've ever caught in my life. Amazing. You were there. You should remember this. (laughs) And then I kept fishing, and I caught a bigger rainbow trout. Oh, it was huge. I "I can barely stand how great I am. (laughs) (laughs) But then I became very serious. And I started fishing again. And I caught another fish. And I could tell immediately, this one's bigger. This one is bigger. And so I worked hard. And I reeled it in. And of course, this is all science. And I reeled it in. And when we got it up in the boat, the inventor of Plum Stupid <clears throat> fished it out with his net, and he pulled it up. And it wasn't a rainbow. It was a German brown trout. Now, in Lake Tanikomo, if a rainbow trout is longer than 20 inches, it's a big deal. That's what you call a trophy fish. So we measured it, and it was bigger than 20 inches. That's why I got Lifetime Achievement Patch.
2: <laughs> and the pin. I love
0: that smile. All the
1: while, other people in the boat caught
0: this isn't my story now. <laughs> <laughs> but you at got i look German at it. brown. I, I le-
1: just look at these yeah. up close. Lifetime achievement. Hmm. That's
0: impressive. And I also
1: got a certificate.
0: You sure did.
1: W- would it be too pushy if I showed him a picture? <laughs> Please don't be offended by the look on my face, but this was a big moment. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here. Oh, oh, there he is. That mm-hmm. yeah, pretty fish. That's proof. That is. That is photographic proof. Those colors yeah. are pretty. Mm-hmm. Those so colors. the conclusion. Uh huh. Plum stupid really works. It really, really works. And you know, I'm, I'm going to be settling down. <laughs> in a few weeks. <laughs> okay, it's fun. But you know, while we were in Branson, I wanted to get back there because in Branson is an amazing facility. It's called the Butterfly Palace. And Pege loves butterflies. I do. In fact, she wears them. Yep, I do. And she's, to me, she's kind of the queen of butterflies. So I wanted to go back and check out this Butterfly Palace. Now, I had only seen it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Can we kind of show them what let's it looks like? It. All right, let's, let's take a look at this. And there it is. And there she is, and there he is. I was the one on the left. <laughs> and there you're looking inside the entrance. Isn't this kind of amazing? So this is a place dedicated to butterflies. And we have an expert, a butterfly expert, that was willing to show us around. Oh. <laughs> and even caught one, and that's a blue morpho, and the music, okay? So, so much for the visit to the beautiful Butterfly Palace. Okay, I was going to show you more, but uh, Peje wanted a little bit of time for herself she tonight. Did not.
0: So I turned it over to you. <laughs> she wants you to keep talking about butterflies. Keep
1: talking about butterflies. Yeah. What shall I say?
0: Tell us all about them.
1: Before I do, butterflies are beautiful, but I just wondered how good I look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You look very handsome tonight.
1: Do you and like my smile. makeup? Mm-hmm. Do you like my makeup?
2: Yeah.
1: I have some really good news for you. <laughs> can you see can you see this? Maybe I can get it on camera. Me mm-hmm. or them? Look. <laughs> you see that?
0: This what on earth are we? I,
1: I would just like to say that personally, I think your makeup's great.
0: <laughs> you do? But if you ever
1: decide you want to upgrade, I picked you up a little something on the road.
0: (laughs) I'll open it after.
1: Okay. (laughs) Why? Are you not trusting?
0: I I am. (laughs) She's trusting. (laughs) I've been
1: I thought you like butterflies. So how
0: does it open first? You just
1: pull that edge up and break that and you lift up the top. Oh my god! I'm very trusting. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you really are brave, I <laughs> can say that. Okay, so wow. the butterfly palace is a must-see place when you go to Branson. It's a place where they have thousands of butterflies from all over the world, and you have a chance to go up and they give these little tubes full of sweet nectar. Nectar and you hold it up and the butterflies come and you can actually feed them. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It is. Let's show them what it's like.
3: Okay. We'll have to go through our work area here. So We have shipments on the counter that we're processing. We're not allowed to have anyone in here that's not authorized in here. Mm-hmm. So this, this shipment we received today, we received 29 different species, 528 individuals. Um, and we had butterflies coming to us from both Asia and South America. Last week, we had Asia, South America, and Africa coming to us. So, multiple species. Oh, beautiful. Look at those. So, uh, yeah, we've got two different species here. Two different things going on. You can see on this side, those are trying to camouflage. Those are a Thoas swallowtail, trying to camouflage with uh, their environment. Whereas these here, this is a tiger glassy wing. And they're bright this is a warning color they're trying to say hey i don't taste good stay away from me so that's that's an aposomatic coloration
0: that's amazing
1: they look absolutely metallic don't they
3: so
0: can you see the wings in there
3: oh yeah so right in here right along this side you can see that wing there yeah and if it'll rotate i don't know if i'll be able to rotate it this line down the center is the proboscis right here on either side are the eyes and then here are the abdominal segments right in there. So the first thing to, to pop open on this chrysalis when this butterfly emerges is this, this where this proboscis is, I call it the mask. And it'll pop open and then that butterfly will crawl out of the chrysalis and hang upside down and dry those wings.
0: That is so neat. So
1: how do you get this from the caterpillar? So these are all shipped to us. I mean, but in, in life.
3: Okay, so the the first stage is gonna be the egg. Mm-hmm. And uh, this right here is the blue morpho. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the blue morpho, for example, that, uh, that, that mother butterfly, that female butterfly is going to lay her eggs. Those eggs can remain in that stage for about 7 to 14 days. Mm. That caterpillar will hatch. And a lot of times, the very first meal is uh, that egg. They'll eat that egg. And then that, that butterfly laid her eggs on a host plant. And for the morphos, they have several different host plants, um, and a lot of them are legumes. Uh, There are a lot of foreign plants Mm. that we don't have here in the United States, but um, that caterpillar will then eat on that plant. That caterpillar goes through stages called instars. It's kind of molting stages. Mm -hmm. Each stage can last 7 to 10 days uh, for a total of 40 days as a caterpillar. And then that caterpillar will molt that last time and create this chrysalis. And when this chrysalis is created, it takes about 10 to 14 days in this stage before the butterfly emerges. And depending on species, some species can live, like this morpho we've had, some live three to five months long. Wow. Really? And then uh, some of these other species we fly only live a day or two. So on average, butterflies live about two to three weeks.
1: The morphos are how long, about? We've
3: had some live three to five months long. Wow. Yeah. We've done some mark and recapture studies here to see.
2: That is amazing.
0: Yeah.
3: It's thrilling yeah, so I wanted to start here and then you see here. We've got a freshly emerged butterfly Oh wow! So these wings are very very floppy Those wings still haven't become rigid yet and what this butterfly does is it'll pump a fluid into the veins of those wings When uh, when that fluid is expelled some of it remains in those veins and causes them to be rigid When you break a butterfly's wing it will not repair itself. That's it.
1: That's over. Huh? Yeah
3: is this a blue morpho? This is actually a, a species different. called a malachite. You can see them wiggling around in yeah, yeah. the chrysalis, too. I
2: didn't wow. realize
0: they did that. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they would. And I mean, these, if they're living, then...
3: As, as another defense strategy, these have spikes on them. I
0: was going to say, and then at the top there...
3: Yeah, yeah. And I've actually had some of those poke me and draw blood. Really? Yeah. Really? So, here, <laughs> all of all of these are from... South America, or Costa Rica. These that she just passed over here, this is a paper kite. This one comes to us from Asia.
2: Oh. Okay. You yep.
3: said it's Christmas now? Oh. It's a bright yellow, another, another warning color there. And you can see all of these are spent. The butterflies have emerged out of this. That's the last one. Yeah, yeah. So another warning color with this butterfly this butterfly being bright white coming from that yellow chrysalis is saying hey I don't taste good. Stay away from me. Hmm. Distasteful trait. Yeah, and then we've got this one here. This is a Chiraxis. This comes to us from Africa So you can see
1: So has he just come out?
3: Yeah, 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 so these butterflies create their chrysalis wherever they're from these morphos being in Costa Rica create that chrysalis in Costa Rica and by the time they're shipped to us, it's almost a week. It's not quite a week. They will emerge. So they go into the chrysalis in Costa Rica and emerge here in Branson, Missouri. Isn't that crazy? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Crazy.
2: Funny. So. Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow,
1: well, Matt is amazing, yeah, isn't he? he, he? is. He was I don't awesome. think I've ever seen anyone that knows as much about insects, especially butterflies, and loves them loves anymore. Them. <laughs> Question. Question. Um, do you think we have enough interest in butterflies? There's so much to learn about them that we ought to create a whole class. If you'd be interested in a butterfly class, I talked to Matt and he said he'd be willing to put together a curriculum for us. Will you please message me and tell me that you'd like to have a butterfly class? And that'd be great. That would be really Don't touch me. I don't taste good. Don't t- oh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this color is telling okay, me this. Okay, <laughs> so we, we can't leave it here, though. Matt then took us through the doors into the large hall where the but- butterflies actually live. And I, I want to go in there. I want you to notice, though, as we go in, we have to go through a chamber and be screened to make sure that we don't take any insects in and we don't bring any butterflies out into mm-hmm. the environment. So would you like to go inside? And be sure to pay attention to the blue morpho. It's very beautiful.
3: We've got some butterflies that feed from nectar, and then we've got other butterflies that only feed from rotting fruit. So two different, two different types of butterflies there. And these long wings typically like to feed from nectar. They'll actually ingest a bit of pollen when they're feeding from flowers, and that pollen helps lengthen their lives. And we have some long wings in here that can live up to nine months long. So
1: yeah, yeah.
3: You can see here that we have some owls, and the blue morpho just flew away, but. Some owls and the blue morphos specifically like to feed off of rotting fruit, we've got some rotting, rotting fruit here. And you'll notice these; these are owls. And when you, when you open up that wing, or when that wing's open, um, and you're looking at that underside, it looks just like the face of an owl. And those o- eye spots or ocelli are there to scare off predators. If you, th- if you look at it, it looks like a big eye, and those those predators will look at that and think, "Holy cow, that's a that's a mm-hmm. big, big animal." They're also brown so in the rainforest amongst all that brown and green they're going to blend right in with their environment so they're utilizing camouflage and then you've got butterflies here that want to stand out (laughs) they want to stand out and say hey i don't i don't taste you those morphos are neat because their wings are blue but it's not the blue pigment it's the structure of the scales reflecting blue light and that's that's what makes them blue
1: yes there you go. go
3: yeah and you can see Think of them in the rainforest if they were flying. They they have a really kind of sporadic flight pattern They don't ever fly in a straight line So in the rainforest when they close those wings They're gonna disappear and then when they open them up, they're in a completely different spot So it makes it really hard for predators to zone in on them and and find them and when they're sitting still with those wings closed They're gonna blend in completely with their environment or hopefully those eye spots are gonna scare away any predators
1: When they open them They're so bright is that to attract another one?
3: It could be it could be there's some research going on on uh, different uh, Reproductive strategies and things Mm -hmm. like that with with the coloration We've got butterflies in here that exhibit sexual dimorphisms, which is a a difference in male and female So the females look completely different than the males. There's a butterfly flying right here It's called the melee cruiser and that's the female the male is uh is bright orange and they're they're flying all over in here but um there we, go. <laughs> we fly uh almost 1500 butterflies at a time in here
1: are there more in the earlier day than there are later days yeah like so weren't as many out
3: some yesterday. butterflies are uh, referred to as crepuscular like those owls that you see feeding mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. they're gonna fly at dawn and dusk so they're more active early in the oh. morning and later in the evening and then other butterflies will fly throughout the day Whereas you have moths that are primarily nocturnal. Now they're not all nocturnal, uh, but most moths do fly at night. Uh, And the difference between a butterfly and a moth uh, is, I I tell everyone to go and look at the antenna. Uh, Butterflies, for the most part, have a clubbed antenna. So at the end of that antenna, it looks like they're clubbed. Moths vary. Moths may have needle-like antenna or filiform, very fuzzy antenna. Uh, It just varies. A lot of people think well look at look at a moth they always sit with their wings open well sometimes the butterflies do too you know so that's not always the, the sure yeah. way to tell so
1: what is the uh, where's the owl from
3: that is another south american species is a south butterfly. american yeah. too yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: they're really beautiful yeah, they? yeah, yeah i'm glad you enjoy that but you're right some really do fly different than others yeah, yeah
3: yeah uh we've got we don't have any right now but uh at times we'll fly a butterfly that's called a common sergeant it's a tiny little butterfly but to me, they look like bullies, man. They are just, they are little really? bosses in here flying around, scaring scaring butterflies out of the feeders. We've had, uh, I've had blue morphos chasing birds out of our feeders. Yeah, very territorial. Butterflies can be very territorial. Chasing birds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are there any
1: species in here that are normal for this area? At so it's all
3: foreigners. You, you shouldn't see any butterflies in here outside of Missouri. Mm-hmm. But uh, like that malachite I showed you that had just emerged in there. Sometimes those can be found in southern Florida and sl- southern Texas. So, and then some of our like the zebra longwing. I haven't seen one in here, but uh, those can be found in southern Florida and southern Texas. So there are some species that can be found. Uh, occasionally we will fly the monarch, but we don't have the monarch right now.
1: Now, when the monarchs migrate, how long does that does that one last?
3: So the monarchs, it's it's. A kind of a generational thing. Some generations are only going to live a couple weeks. Other generations are going to live longer. The migratory generation will live longer because they have to make that long migration and they'll finish out uh, their development in Mexico after they've migrated and then start coming back up and start reproducing again and, and starting that life cycle over. What makes one generation different than the other? So I'm not quite an expert on that, but I will say I have read that they believe the migratory generation does not fully develop in the chrysalis. So a lot of things are still developing on that migration. That's one theory behind that. I don't know if they've set that in stone. They've, they've been recently changing things. I used to think that the monarch was a toxic or a distasteful species because of the milkweed they feed on. And then the Viceroy that mimics them was not. And now they've found that the Viceroy is actually exhibiting Mullerian mimicry in that it is toxic as well as the monarch and mimicking the monarch. Wow. So, and that's that's just coming out so that's, you know science changes all the time yeah. all the time
1: uh, is there anything that uh, kids can do to uh, know where to find a chrysalis in the wild and yeah so how the, would they take care of it
3: yeah the chrysalis is difficult but what i always tell everyone is if you have a butterfly you like a butterfly that's found in in, in in your hometown look up its host plant and then go out and look for its host plant because there at their host plant, you will find the caterpillars. And when you uh-huh. find the caterpillars, you sometimes can find the chrysalis. Now like the monarch, the monarch's not gonna create a chrysalis on milkweed. That, that caterpillar is gonna move off and try to find somewhere away from that milkweed to create that chrysalis um, because uh, predators can you can find them if they, if they just pupate on the milkweed. So,
1: so uh, if someone actually wanted to experience this Would it be a good idea to look for a caterpillar? But then you'd have to have the plant for it to eat. I
3: I always tell them to, if you want to see them, just plant the plants. Plant Plant plant, the plants. Yeah, plant the host plants. Plant the host plants. That way you can attract those butterflies. But when you're trying to attract those butterflies, you also have to feed them. So you want to plant a lot of nectar plants. And I always suggest looking up native plants for your area, uh, because that's going to vary state to state. Uh, mm-hmm. But as long as you plant those host plants and plant those nectar plants, uh, you will bring those butterflies you get in. Them. Yep, and so, you will be able to watch
1: that. I noticed you have a plant outside called a butterfly plant. Oh, that, yeah, Is that a good one? It's a good nectar plant. Smell good. Good yeah. nectar
3: plant. Um, we have milkweed outside. Mm-hmm. So for the Missouri area, I would recommend coneflower, black eyed Susan. Those are all great nectar plants. Um, and then everyone wants to see the, mil- uh, the monarch. So plant milkweed. Get, okay. get native milkweed out there and uh, you'll be able to bring those monarchs in. But I always recommend people talk to conservation departments and get the, get native plants.
0: So what is a host plant? What do you mean by a host
3: plant? So uh, butterflies require host plants to complete their life cycle in that they require a specific plant for that caterpillar to eat. Caterpillars can't just eat every single plant. They've got to have a specific plant. And... I like using the monarch as an example they require milkweed Mm -hmm. Um, that caterpillar has to eat that milkweed in order to finish out its life cycle create that chrysalis and emerge as a butterfly Uh, so specific plants Uh, we've got some butterflies in here that host on citrus plants we've got some butterflies in here that can host on peanut plants Um, it just varies Uh, but uh, yeah we're not allowed to have any host plants in here because they're all tropical and USDA wants to make sure we're very careful with that because The threatening stage, potentially threatening stage of a butterfly's life cycle, is the caterpillar. They are the eating machines. So, if you had a tropical butterfly from here get out, uh, our native predators aren't going to know what it is. Uh, Those caterpillars are just going to be able to eat and destroy. So, they're they're not wanting us to create an invasive species.
1: So, if if the butterflies are in here. Why wouldn't they lay eggs in here? We don't have fun to Yeah, we don't
3: have any other host plants. That's the secret. <laughs> That's yes. yes. Secret. Because so, otherwise, they
1: would. Like yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah. I've got a list of all the butterflies the USDA allows us to bring in here, allows us to import, and with that, we have created a list of all of the host plants. Some butterflies have multiple host plants, and um, we're not allowed to have any of those. That <laughs> <laughs> really? yeah, Makes yeah. sense. We are working towards in the future, hopefully getting permitted by the USDA to have. At least one or two species complete their life cycle, so the guests can see the egg that and the be caterpillar. So yeah. be yeah. one, because a lot of the caterpillars are just as beautiful as the butterflies. It's it's yeah. spectacular, spectacular.
1: So, uh, have you thought about which butterfly you'd do that with?
3: Probably the blue morpho. Everyone likes That's the blue morphos. Yeah. 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 I also like the long wings. The heliconius butterflies. You see them flying all over here. They host on passion flower. And we can find passion flower in our backyards too. Yeah, we have That's passion flower. flower. Yeah, yeah, there's a long wing there. Yeah. <laughs> and those are all in the genus Heliconius.
1: When I was uh, in Brazil, I was working with a scouting group, mm-hmm. and we went on a camp out. and the butterflies, that little butterfly that had a marking on those numbers, and they would uh, keep track of whether they were 88, most of them were 88, 87, 86, L. Oh, all had different natural numbers in them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't it's know what neat. kind of butterfly they wear, but it, yeah, it's really quite fun.
0: Of course, they had the blue morpho in Brazil too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had that pet.
3: And there's multiple species of the blue morpho too. There are some that are even bluer than these. Yeah, really? um, yeah these are all morpho Um, but they're, I mean, it varies. There's a lot of them. You want to release one? Oh, yeah, how here.
1: fun. Yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful one, too.
3: Yeah, this is is the paper kite. This is Ideal So What do I do? You take this cup and hold it up and turn it upside down and kind of give it a shake. There you go. Wow. Beautiful.
1: So is that that butterfly's first flight?
3: Yes. Yes. So you, you helped it take its very first flight. Yeah. And that one that one went to or created the chrysalis in the Philippines. Yep, and they went on, um, I guess they were shipped to us on a Monday, and we received them on a Friday. And this one we received last Friday, and it emerged this Friday. Wow! Uh, Emerged from that chrysalis here in Branson,
0: Missouri. Yep, yep. Yeah, of
3: course so what's it called? It's a Paper kite, or a rice paper, sometimes they call them, but the scientific cut. name is Idea Leucano. I like paper
0: kite.
3: Yep, a lot <laughs> easier to remember. A lot easier paper to, paper to paper remember. Paper How fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do you think, That's huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. D- did you see that butterfly on her shoulder?
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. And on her dress, and on her...
1: <laughs> but did you know I caught a fish?
0: <laughs> so did you name your fish?
1: Yes, I did. I named my fish Charlie.
0: Charlie. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he was the big one? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie Brown. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a German brown trout, you know? Don't you get it?
0: Uh-huh. So the kids want to know, diversion here, um, how they get the lure? How they get the lure? Well,
1: actually, there's a problem. The uh, when I was down at Lily's Landing, talking to Blake, Blake
0: mm-hmm.
1: he explained that he can't keep up with them. He paints them himself, he does. and <laughs> since uh, science life, <laughs> 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 apparently a lot of kids are going fishing.
0: <laughs> or their dads, or something. So he's
1: he's painting along, but uh-huh. uh, you know you may have to be patient.
0: They go their website.
1: Yeah, though. he. He's a wonderful, wonderful help. And, and Matt, thank you, Matt the Butterfly Palace. When you visit Branson, be sure to go to the Butterfly Palace and be sure to go fishing. It, it's really important that you do that.
0: We have. Words and if it.
1: you don't live near mm-hmm. Branson, Missouri, you live close to somewhere to fish.
0: That's true.
1: Fishing is fun. OK. So they want
0: a course.
1: They do want a course, yes. okay, a lot of so pe- butterfly course is coming, yeah. let's do it. Matt, if you happen to be, we need the course, we need busy it. on the we curriculum, need yeah, it. that is exciting. Matt uh, is the son of two teachers, mm-hmm. his mother and father are both teachers, so it'll be a really good course. Mm-hmm. Okay, now there is one little thing that we need to take on as a challenge or a problem. I learned that one of my favorite butterflies, the monarch, the one that... Migrates all the way down to Canada and then comes back. I mean, it's like over a thousand miles, these mm-hmm. little butterflies go is becoming somewhat instinct.: uh, uh, extinct? extinct too. Instinct, Extinct.: <laughs> That's such Which, a close which word. is which?:
0: I think extinct
1: means. She is so picky about what I say. <laughs> but anyway, seriously, in some parts of the world, they are becoming almost extinct. And even in the United States, the populations are way down. And it's partly because they have to have milkweeds. When the caterpillars hatch out, they live on milkweed plants. And if they can't find milkweed plants, they don't make it. And I would love to see the monarch butterfly population really expand. Really, really, really expand. And so I'm going to call on our Acela students all over the world, to plant milkweeds. Milkweeds, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, weed, that sounds bad, doesn't it? Milkweeds are beautiful, beautiful plants, they have yeah. beautiful flowers, and having the monarchs around is really amazing. Now, on my property here in Missouri, I kind of lived out in the forest, and I don't know exactly what it is, but there's a tree, I'm gonna call it the Mexico tree, <laughs> because, the monarchs gather there, yeah. and I think some of them think, is this Mexico? But they all come, and they just completely swarm this tree every year, and it's fun. And so I've decided I'm going to plant a whole bunch of milkweed, and if everybody plants planted some, wouldn't that be fun? Mm-hmm. And be sure and plant some of the flowers like the butterfly mm-hmm. plant so that they've got nectar after they're born. So Monarchs, I'd, I'd like to just show you. I happen to have a monarch. Here's a monarch. Some of you have seen these, probably most of you. A beautiful orange butterfly. This one is actually <clears throat> a very sturdy model.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay?
1: But they start out like this little leaf here. The, the monarch butterfly lays these little eggs, and they hatch out in a couple weeks, and you get these these little... Caterpillars, the first thing they eat when they hatch is they eat the shell of the egg that we're living in. Mm-hmm. That sounds very efficient. Mm-hmm. Do not waste. Eat your shell,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
1: And then they start to eat the milkweed. And as they eat the milkweed, they grow and grow. And look at that amazing, interesting caterpillar. Can you, can you see that creature? Isn't that something to behold? We saw the picture that Matt showed us of the blue morpho butterfly, I mean caterpillar, Mm -hmm. which is really an interesting creature. (laughs) Someone really went out of their way to make clever, beautiful designs of these. So this is the monarch caterpillar. If you see one of these, might be fun to make sure they have milkweed, but then when they spin their cocoon, usually they, or chrysalis actually, they leave the milkweed and do it on another plant, probably for safety. And when they make the chrysalis, the monarch looks like this. The blue morpho looks very similar to this too. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the green, uh, I like call them cocoons, that's what I would stop, but the chrysalis. Mm-hmm. But they're little houses, little houses in which the caterpillar retires to make this huge transformation. I like to think of it like this. The caterpillars are these little critters that hatched out, they're crawling around. They crawl in such a way that their belly scrape the ground, but they have gotta find more milkweed to eat and they do that. And then they realize, you know, there's gotta be more. There's Mm -hmm. gotta be more than this. And so they go into this little chrysalis. This is what I call the Acela stage. (laughs) this is where they transform and you know the knowledge that you get is transforming you from a little cute crawler into something that can soar and do amazing things and when they come out of the cocoon they unfold their wings to fit in this little chrysalis they have to have the wings all scrunched up but then they fold them out And if you see one come out of the chrysalis, when they first come out, the wings look like this is hopeless. Mm -hmm. But they unfold them, literally, and stretch them out flat. And then they like to get in the sun and dry those wings and harden them. And then off they they go on their first flight. Uh, Butterflies are a wonderful example of how we want to live our lives and what we want to do. I can imagine that these caterpillars don't feel like they're very beautiful. In fact, they would probably be completely discouraged with their lives if they hadn't caught a big prize German brown fish. (laughs) (laughs) But their potential, what they have the power to become is just amazing. When they crawl, their little bellies scrape the ground. But all they've got to do is go through their metamorphosis, a caterpillar version of a cellus, mm-hmm. and they become amazing. And then they don't crawl. They soar. And it's interesting. They completely change. Caterpillars munch, 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 munch. It's like they only eat vegetables. <laughs> Weed, milkweed, eat, 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 eat and and. And they're sitting there chewing it. And if you put your up very close, maybe you can hear them say, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can become a butterfly. Mm -hmm. And if they eat their vegetables and they do their studies, (laughs) then the day comes when they break out into their careers and they soar. And when you soar, you can see so far away. And some of them even get to go on long trips. Mm -hmm. So now. To share with you the moral to the story, I'd like to turn over a few minutes <laughs> to Dr. Paget. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love butterflies. I absolutely do. I think um, I think everybody sees a little bit of something different when they see them. Um, the Acela side of it, but sometimes even just during certain moments in our life, you see that butterfly, and it kind of sends a little bit of a, a surge of... Hope, and I, I know it's happened personally in my life. Just, and it, and it seems to come unexpected, but just at the right time. And um, I think they're, I think they're very special.
1: Thank you. But if you caught a big fish. Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> 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 no, but I was there. Wait for I it. I was there. Wait, Wait for, for it. Okay, I'm waiting.
1: Yep. Wait for what it. What
0: am I waiting for? The fish? No. Going to, are we going to go again?
1: Thank you. We'll see you <laughs> next <laughs> time. <laughs>